0: Welcome back to After Hours. It is my pleasure to have in here uh, Joseph G. Peterson. I use that, Joe, because, yeah, that, because that's you, if moniker. you look it up, because if you just put Joseph Peterson in Google, as yeah. people do, you right. get like a thousand Joseph Peterson. Yeah, or Joe Peterson. Yeah, Joe. I, have, uh, I, I read this book, Memorandum from the Iowa Cloud Appreciation Society, some time ago uh to see if I wanted or could or was uh, impressed enough to write a jacket quote. And I did, because I was impressed. I wrote, for years now, Joe Peterson has been one of our Chicago's and the planet's most inventive and intriguing writers. In his latest, he soars even higher. It's a cloud kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, providing a captivating tale filled with narrative power, artful observations, and unforgettable characters. That is so true of this book. Joe has been on the show before, I think specifically to talk about a, a novel called Gideon's Confession and then another a uh, fabulous book called 99 Bottles. What number book is this of
1: yours? This is number nine. And by the way, thank you for that great blurb. I hope it uh, sells. I hope it, I, hope it, it's gonna, I hope it helps with sales. I you're going to make it a bestseller for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: Well, we were just talking before we came on the air about the difficulties in the book publishing business. Now, you're a child of Wheeling. Uh, Wheeling,
1: uh, Illinois, you're the village chi- of Wheeling, yeah.
0: <laughs> you're a child of uh, the University of Chicago. Yes, uh,
1: I am. You it was a rough birth, but yes, what? I am. A, it's a rough birth at the University of Chicago, but I, I am a you child. Survived.
0: Yes. You survived. Uh, you survived. You ran a zine for a long time. I, don't I think we've ever talked about. We that.
1: haven't. I ran a zine called Storyhead Magazine, uh, with with a, a, a great artist and a and a great just a great person, uh, Mike Brem. Uh, we ran it probably in the uh, uh, early nineteen nineties. Why did you do that? Mike Brem and I, at the time, Mike is an artist, a, a mm-hmm. really phenomenal artist. And by the way, um, you can look him up, Mike Brem, uh, on the internet. He's an artist, and you should be able to find his Spell work. Spell it for me B R E H M, Mike Brem. Um, great so you
0: You weren't students then, you were out of school? No, we were
1: working both at the University of Chicago Press. He was a book designer uh and you know he, he his passion was art uh i i did inventory management and that sort of thing at the university of chicago press and my passion was writing and we talked a lot we talked a lot about how hard it was uh to you know you send a story to the new yorker what oh, Yeah, good
0: luck yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: so a new technology uh, uh, it just happened. Mike, being in uh, uh, design and book production, uh, really had his ear to the ground, and he heard about this new technology. It was called the DocuTech print technology, mm-hmm. and it was very early digital printing. So what you could do is uh, you could take a file, uh, put it uh, on a chip, Or you know, on a on some sort of digital delivery system, uh, put it into this big gigantic uh, copy machine, and uh, it would it would spit out uh, copies of your book. It would even staple them. Wow! So for us, it was like. Why? Why are we sending stuff why to the New York? Yeah.
0: Why are we waiting for rejection slips? Why yeah. are
1: we waiting for yeah. rejection yeah. slips? Let's just try our own magazine. And um, you ran it for a while. We, didn't we you? had we had ten issues. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about about the history of it. The concept of the magazine was to feature both writers who wrote stories and artists who did artwork. And our whole goal was uh, to just have this magazine where it was featuring artists, painters, uh, cartoonists, this sort of thing, and, and short story writers,
0: and photographers too, or no?
1: We had photographers, wow. and then uh, we would have small magazines within the magazine, so people would submit uh, small microzines, and we'd staple them into our magazine. How interesting! How and interesting. we we had. Uh, Ten issues, and what was really neat about it, it was it was kind of like a. um, Did you have subscribers? Did you we had distribute these to strangers? So here is the thing: we we found out about this technology, DocuTech, and we created this magazine called Storyhead. Little did we know Mm -hmm. that concurrent with our discovery, everybody else was making the same discovery, and thus began uh, what was known as the Zine Revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were really part of the Zine Revolution. We flowed into the zine revolution we didn't know there was a revolution <laughs> we just uh we were doing it everybody else was doing it and later it was called a revolution uh there was a guy named uh i believe his name was r seth friedman mm-hmm. he ran a magazine called fact sheet five fact sheet five was this uh, compa- basically this large magazine that you could buy and it had a listing uh with a brief uh, reviews of all the mag- uh, of, of all, all the, the zines, zines that were submitted to him. <laughs> so the neat thing about Fact Sheet Five, it became the o- organizing uh, principle around uh, the Zine Revolution. So that it's real like anyone who wants to study uh, zines in the 1990s has to start by looking at uh, Fact Sheet Five, which How is
0: interesting.
1: And so we would send our magazine. What happened to the Revolution? i uh, i don't know what happened uh um maybe what happened was um uh you know what happened i know exactly what happened now that you ask uh what happened was the internet started to, to evolve
0: yeah yeah
1: and um uh what took over what became sort of the new form of the zine were uh blogs yeah remember everybody had their own everybody blog. Had,
0: i didn't but yeah. everybody you yeah. didn't
1: but everybody i didn't either did. but so blogs took over and i think uh zines were and then amazon came on and yeah just you know what was what was a, a moment in time uh, you know an when uh, you niche, were there
0: man you were part niche, of the revolution
1: technology uh launched this uh revolution it was a, a really exciting time and there were so many uh great uh zines one one, one that people sh- still might know about was a uh zine called comic bus
0: oh right right and, right i've heard of that yeah uh, well, well, we'll get into uh, uh, Joseph G. Peterson's novel writing. Uh, th- this is just a great book, Joe. Memorandum from the Iowa Cloud Appreciation Society. It mostly takes place in an airport. Uh, you know, without George Clooney. That's yeah. one thing yeah. I think. Yeah. Of. We'll be back after a short, uh, short little break. I have not read all of Joe Peterson's books, but I have read Gideon's Confession. 99 bottles and his latest memorandum from the Iowa Cloud Appreciation Society. I do think he is one of Chicago's best, most stylish, and thoughtful writers. Uh, you
1: have a website? Yeah. What is it? Uh, I, you'll have to look it up. It's not e- easy. It's joseph.g.peterson w- wick site or something like that. You'll look find
0: up it. Joseph G. Peterson. You'll find it and you'll find stuff about this. What is the bird? Tell me about. Because I read it, and, and I always am curious about how novels are born. What is what was the birth of this fantastic novel? Were you know, you sitting in a, I'm just going to say, were you sitting in an airport one day and said, "Why well, you know something?"
1: No, you know. I, I I wasn't sitting in a the- in the airport, and uh, how, how novels get burned, even in my own life, is a is, <laughs> mystery is, to you. Is a mystery. <laughs> um, usually, it starts with um, uh, it just starts with a sentence or two, you know, oh, really? and, and a cadence or something, and you're like, "There's an interesting sound to this language. Uh, that, that sounds that that there may be some." Uh, prospect here uh, following this train of thought Um, and what I what I did uh, for some reason in this particular story the opening like I may have written a paragraph that just occurred to me about a guy sitting in an airport and I started studying uh, pictures of airports and you know there's so much beautiful uh, photography it's amazing how much beautiful photography there is of airports and uh, there was something about looking at the photography of airports uh, became very provocative to me. And I think one of the things I was doing when I was trying to write it, because it's written in small chapters, yeah, was really to have the chapters feel um, accidental and spontaneous, like things that would happen that would just be completely... Uh, spontaneous and accidental as they happen in real life and i remember just being open to that kind of stuff
0: there's there, there are and i i told uh, joe before i could pick a paragraph on almost any page to read but i just want to give you a sense of his style and his mind i a paragraph can give you a sense of your mind yeah uh this is uh, chapter 21 uh, He couldn't stand in a line these days without thinking from time to time of cattle at the slaughterhouse, and whenever he thought of cattle being rounded up for the final cull, he was so saddened by the dire inhumanity of human toward beast, he vowed to give up meat forever. On the other hand, the great machinery of animal death would occur with or without his Participation, and as long as he had cravings for hamburgers and steaks, it didn't seem likely he would ever <laughs> forego meat. That is an incredibly observant and fun paragraph, and it really captures this guy. Yeah. I think. Yes, Do you agree?
1: It does. Yes, it does. I- how hard
0: is it does a does a paragraph like that joe f- flow out of you or do you rework i'm trying to get at what your method is do you have a a standard time for writing do you sit down every day what is your you know writing routine if
1: people when people ask me that question i compare myself to guys who like to go to the driving range and hit a bucket of balls yeah. i'm not a golfer i've never hit a bucket of balls at the driving range <laughs> but they go they knock out a couple of balls uh blow off a little steam, uh, adjust their mind, and, and go get on with the rest of their day. For me, it, it's just really, uh, I, I I write a sentence here, a sentence there. I, I just do it throughout the day. It's just my way of basically... You have a, a full-time job. I have a full-time what job. What is your job? I work at the University of Chicago Press. Uh, I do a lot of uh, 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 data analysis and inventory management and a lot of the logistics components mm-hmm. Uh, uh, at the back end of our business, so that's a very uh, mathematical sure sure uh, part of part of my day to day job but you know i I always say I do math by day and in sentences uh at the other parts of the day you have two kids I have two kids uh and a wife who, and a beautiful wife, two beautiful daughters um, one's in college one just graduated college and wow congratulations but you know my writing career and this is a thing that's really i think Was always important to me. I always wanted to be, I always wanted to write books and dedicate myself to writing. That's my, that's who I am. That's what I am, a writer. Right. But I never wanted to be caught. Writing, so uh, a lot of my writing I, I get it. A, a lot of my writing it. occurs in the extreme margins of the day, you know either at five thirty when I wake up till six uh, when I serve breakfast or after ten at night uh, for fifteen or or twenty minutes interesting but interesting. this idea of oh i got to take a sabbatical for uh two months to write like i would i would, that t- to me is an inconceivable uh way to go about writing books to me. I just want to uh, uh it's just really for me it's just hitting b- a bucket of balls it's it's not about anything more than that
0: Interesting but you 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 become
1: relatively prolific Yeah this is number 9 I know It's crazy I know It's I mean it's worked for me and so like this idea like oh I got to write f- uh 1500 words like I've ne- that, it, that's never been the point for me it's more like let's take a shot and see 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 where where the sentence goes today. For instance,
0: in a book like uh, a memorandum from the Iowa Cloud Appreciation Society, it is basically a a guy at the airport, guy at the airport uh, <laughs> t- takes some trips through his own mind and yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, describe like, it.. Uh, how, how, all right, let's uh, say I'm a movie producer, Joe Peterson. Yeah. Uh, give me the pitch.
1: I'm going to give you the million dollar pitch. Yes. It's about a guy who sits in an airport. Goes to the bathroom and has a bowl of soup. You know, that's the whole. And book. watches guys eat Big Macs. Huh? And watches guys eat Big Macs. And you know, it's like he does actually. Uh, uh, for me, for me, that is so many of my books and my characters. Ninety-nine bottles. from oh, instance. Yeah, totally. The guy, the guy, just the characters in that did never leave the bar. So, a tremendous amount of stasis settles on my mm-hmm. characters they are mm-hmm. stuck in life they're stuck in a place uh they can't move this sort of stasis this gravitational stuckness you know a lot of my books um th- think about uh this concept of the opposite of success in the american dream they think about sure. failure yep loss the the other side of it and and for people who are not on the winning side they're on the stuck side and so a lot of my characters uh tend to be stuck
0: well the 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 uh, lead character in memorandum from the iowa cloud appreciation society is a relatively successful traveling salesman yeah uh who spends a lot of time in airports uh take a break uh, but I'm going to read this to you before here's another one of the paragraphs just to give you a sense of I I think Joe is one of the the finest writers writing these days even if his method of writing is kind of weird (laughs) most people go what you do a sentence here or there Uh, here's the beginning of chapter 27 it was strange Moore was happy all of a sudden he felt joy in his heart a smile was breaking across his face It amazed him how accidentally and suddenly Joy could grab hold of him. It was always around a woman, he thought. Not any kind of woman. Usually it was with a woman who was more attractive than he thought he deserved, but who nonetheless seemed keenly interested in him. He wondered if it could pass as his definition of happiness. That's a great Sentence, and it is also a great, great observation. Uh, we will take a break and continue on with Joe for a few more minutes after uh, you hear some news. Uh, as I said, the, my quote on the back of this is for years now, Joe Peterson has been one of our Chicago's and the planet's most inventive and intriguing writers. In his latest, he soars even higher, providing a captivating tale filled with narrative power, artful observations, which you just heard. And unforgettable characters will be back after the news. Welcome back. I have a couple more minutes with uh, Joe Peterson. Uh, his latest book, "Memorandum from the Iowa Cloud Appreciation Society," is not a long book, uh, and it's very short chapters. I mean, it, 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 which I think is the the new thing these days uh all of his books are terrific books. You can look him up on google or whatever amazon amazon google joseph g peterson s o n at the end of it uh, you have some uh the book promotion businesses we've been to you should hear what we're saying off the air it um, is uh, can be nightmarish but you've got a couple things coming up, don't you
1: yes, i do as a matter of fact. Um, uh, I have, um, actually my book launch is going to be at the seminary co-op bookstore
0: great bookstore, on
1: December 2nd, uh, for, which is a Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, you can go to the university of Chicago calendar, uh, website and, uh, learn more about that. I also am having a, a, a book release party uh at jimmy's woodlawn tap in Hyde park 57th a
0: great, a great tavern
1: 57th in woodlawn and saturday december 3rd between three and five in the afternoon uh i'll be reading uh my book uh with my friend uh Giono cromley who will be reading from his book as well what's his book uh, uh novel yes his book's a novel Good. yeah uh do you like I mean you're
0: such a personable guy. Do you like going out and talking about your 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 own work? I
1: like talking with you. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody likes talking to me. Yeah, you're like, "Wow, Rick, read some more, read some more." That's uh, right. Now, if you two if you people out there heard me read those two paragraphs, I think that would be uh, is certainly an interesting you should have been hooked. You should have been hooked. Uh and you should and, and
1: the, if not, we're fishing in the wrong hole, i guess, yeah,
0: that is true, that yeah. is really true uh it's just it is uh it's about a traveling salesman who who makes observations about life and meets yeah. characters and, yeah
1: yeah,
0: and uh you've created something good here, yeah now what now you're you'll go home after this and write a sentence that'll be part yes. of your next
1: it'll be, exactly right.
0: be part of his next yeah. novel that's yeah. how you work isn't yeah. It? yeah yeah
1: I just tinker away and you know before you know it, there's a book there it's like really there's another book did
0: you at one point do you keep this in a pile or I know I'm getting really you know what, like, what do you mean pile like a pile of papers or
1: I write on I, I write I write on my computer okay um, and I always have a variety of different projects working uh you know in different voices different you know first person second person third person you know different projects so I'm always like working on this project work 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 uh, uh you know what do you what do you read what do you what do you read i'm uh, you know there are great readers and I'm guessing you're you're one of them uh you know just get into a book read it um, uh cover to cover yeah i kind of i'm i'm kind of uh constantly reading um, um uh, you know i work in academic publishing sure. so uh i you know i'm open to reading academic. Uh, yes you do work
0: in academic publishing but the university of chicago press is famous for publishing a river runs through it by
1: norman Maclean. Like a, yeah. a remarkable yeah. book yeah and um uh young man in fire also remarkable. right right right, yeah. right 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 his yeah, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, he was something he was something and do you have a favorite do you have authors who have influenced you
1: You know, uh, you asked me that last time I was on the show, and I was like, man, I could That
0: should have given you a long time to come up with an answer. I was
1: shocked I couldn't come up with anything. (laughs) Uh, But I'll be completely uh, brutally honest with your audience. Sure. Uh, Saul Bellow. Good for you. I mean, when I was a kid, I was working in an aluminum mill, Um, and uh, I was reading Henderson, The Rain King. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I had gone one year to Iowa State, uh, dropped out of, well, I, I had decided I wasn't going to go back to Iowa State. I applied to the University of Chicago. Mm-hmm. I got the aluminum job by telling a guy who had, who was hiring me, uh, by the way, I applied to the University of Chicago, so that must mean something. to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and while I was there, I was uh, uh, reading Henderson, The Rain King, and I'm like, my God, you know, uh, if uh, a guy like Saul Bellow had to go to the University of Chicago uh, to write a book like this, that's exactly where I want to go. Good for you. And I, you know, I, I was happy to. Uh, I was happy I got in.
0: He was quite a guy. You know, it's interesting. We can do this some other time. But yeah. it, it's interesting how Bellow seems to have gone out of favor. Uh, you don't hear. No. Yeah. You know. You not know, well, he, yeah. Hear and I. He's I, one of my favorite writers. Yeah, ever.
1: Yeah. I, you know. Um, <clears throat> there. The thing. about what it is about Saul bellow uh for me because i i as you pointed out i make sentences like that's what i do yeah i, I don't i almost think that's what i do i make sentences mm-hmm. uh one after the other my dad was a bricklayer he laid one brick after another and i kind of follow in his mm-hmm. footpaths but i lay one sentence after another mm. um but uh but bellow for me it's just like his sentences you know uh this book ravelstein one of his last sure. ones sure so um uh Uh, The opening pages of Ravelstein, uh, the prose is so brilliant, uh, the way he settles into the story in this sort of backwards way. The prose opening uh, paragraphs are so brilliant of Ravelstein that when I read it, uh, and and I was talking to a friend of mine, um, uh, uh, we read it together. My friend said, that's so good, he should win the Nobel Prize a second time just for that set of sentences. (laughs) I mean, for me, he, he, I don't know if he was, as a storyteller, uh, you know, uh, he might be a little diffuse and so maybe didn't capture uh, people who want to read stories, but for anyone passionate about uh, English language. I agree.
0: I think that is true also of your book, Joe Peterson, Memorandum from the Iowa Cloud Appreciation Society. Read this first, then go back and read the other eight that he has written. It is great to see you, Joe.
1: Thank Uh, you so much, uh, Rick. Thanks for everything. And
0: it's great to read you, too.